recently disclosed federal government audit. We've got office buildings leased by our government with our taxpayers' money, 80% vacant on average. No different than the private sector, right? But it's our taxpayers' money paying for it. Yeah, how long are we going to keep those leases going? Well, we might have people coming back to the office. We might not. Don't really know. Let's get into it. Here we go. The GAO, I always love all those government acronyms, right? The GAO, Government Accountability Office, don't really care, <laughs> found that federal offices have challenges like the private sector comparing building capacity to employees None used over 50%, half of the office building, tippy-top usage, and some only used 9%. It's like so many, so many spaces out there right now are technically leased out, but nobody's occupying them. It's because we've got that whole, well, you can work from home forever. Well, we're going to take that back. Oh, we don't want to go back to the office. The office is in downtown and it's dangerous there. Therefore, I got to get you guys clued in on this, uh, this, this article. Therefore, we don't want to go back. That's the big pushback right now, right? Amazon is saying you're coming in three days a week. And if you don't come in, we might fire you. And people are in the process of separating from not only Amazon, but you got uh, Microsoft, you got Meta. Is it Microsoft? I can't remember. One of those big ones is also same boat. Hey, we need you in the office three days a week. I actually don't think that's that hard. You still got a four-day weekend, right? I mean, you still got a five-day work week, and then you got two days at home. Did I say four-day weekend? I did. What was I meaning there? So, the agriculture department is headquartered at the gateway between Washington and Virginia in a building rich with history. Talk about Washington, D.C., but on any given day, roughly 90% of it sits empty. Well, that's good to know. That's excellent. Oh, taxpayer dollars. Good, good return there. But that is not an anomaly. The Government Accountability Office, the GAO, I knew it was something close to that, surveyed two dozen federal agencies and found they averaged a roughly 80% vacancy rate during the study period earlier this Not a single agency topped 50% use, GAO reported. Not a single agency. You just got a ton of office space out there hanging, right? How much back... <laughs> Not back door, but, but back alley conversations are happening in between these entities. Hey, you guys going to give up that space? No, because you already got 30 million square feet in your city. We can't take any more. Just keep it going. What if we send all the employees back? What if we mandate that all this space needs to actually be used? What if we do a hybrid model? Don't need all that space. All this stuff is is in the works right it's it's fair play and meanwhile we're paying for all this office space investigators said access, uh, excess space has been a long-standing challenge but the coronavirus pandemic and growing demands by employees to be allowed to telework raised the problem to crisis levels with the government paying for massive square footage it just doesn't need anymore but the problem there is, is that if you give it up and you do need it, all right, we've got this cluster. We've got this cluster. 
because we need some more space and the government doesn't do anything efficiently, right? Take over massive spaces and then they need to put furniture in there and then you end up paying 18 million bucks for a toilet. <laughs> Remember those, those stories? Pay what for a toilet? During the pandemic, federal agencies operate under a maximum telework posture. Everybody work from home. You might get the flu. With many employees working away from the office, said David Maroney, acting director of GAO's physical infrastructure team. As the country emerges from the pandemic and agencies continue to offer telework as an option, the federal government has a unique opportunity to reconsider how much and what type of office space it needs. Yesterday, Yesterday, and uh, who cares? Last couple of days, downtown Seattle, a PCC, um, what is it? It's a cooperative you buy groceries at, right? PCC. I don't even know what that stands for. Puget something co-op. Um, it's been around forever here in the Puget Sound area. And it's closing down after two years of having this the big store in downtown Seattle. It's closing up shop. Not because of shoplifting or anything like that, although that does not help. In the downtown core of Seattle, you just don't have enough people grocery shopping. Population isn't there to buy groceries at the rate that they need. And they are bleeding out money. And PCC isn't that big of an organization. And it is, it's got to close the store down after two years because things are so bad. Occupancy by businesses in the downtown core. So Seattle has lagged like many other big cities, but Seattle and, and um, San Francisco are particularly bad because the technology is in these areas and the types of businesses that are located in the downtown core are often technology oriented like Amazon, like Facebook, I mean, Meta, you know, and the list just goes on and on and on. Microsoft, you name it, has big corporate headquarters in Seattle. And yet, so they've got the space, but they're, they're not, the people aren't there working. People are working at home because they can. And so, you know, business decisions are being made based on not how much space is being rented, but how much is actually being occupied and how many bodies are literally in those buildings. And it's not enough to run a big grocery store chain. And I was down there. I was in Seattle, downtown Seattle covering uh, the second weekend of the Palestinian, uh, I almost said riots, but more like uh, not protests, but rallies, I guess, pro-Palestinian rallies. Let's be real clear. I am not pro-Palestinian. I am out there just covering the story. I support Israel straight up. I'm American. America, Israel. We go down that road. I had uh, somebody that <laughs> was like, I saw you live streaming the, uh, the, the pro-Palestinian rallies and I thought, you, I, I thought you were one of them. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a complex deal, but you had just, uh, you had a bunch of terrorists run into Israel and murder a bunch of people and now we're retaliating back. So, you know, that's where we sit. But I was in downtown Seattle and I happened to park in the Rainier Tower, which is in the basement of PCC, the grocery co-op that's closing. And I remember walking up to the top and I always take video of everywhere that I am uh, when I'm in a, you know, in those kind of environments, because I'll oftentimes forget where I parked my car. Let's be honest, just uh, can't figure it out. 
And so I took a video and it's this weird deal where you come out of the elevator and then you walk up some stairs and you're in this really urban setting of a grocery store. You're in a big, tall building. You're in the basement, you know, main floor of the big, tall building, the retail, instead of being shops and stuff, it's a grocery store, but they can't make it because you don't have enough people in the downtown core in Seattle. But getting agencies to rethink their space is a tough sell. Well, that's because you and I are footing the bill here on government space, right? For one thing, agency bigwigs say the government will have to spend money to save money. You got to spend money to make money. You got to spend money to save money. You just got to spend money left and right, right? <laughs> the agricultural department told investigators that it is aware of its challenges. But figuring out a hybrid office where in-person and remote work are both accommodated would require millions of dollars of investment in planning, money the, the agency just simply doesn't have. So what do you do? You keep the status quo. Keep that space rented out. Prime office space. Prime office space. Yeah, there's nobody working here. I know. Weird, right? So officials have told investigators they worry that the telework boom might be a fading fad. It's one of the reasons I, I, was, I wanted to do this story. And if they ditch the space, they could be caught in a bind when workers do come rushing back. Workers ain't coming rushing back. They are reluctantly coming back. And I don't blame them. If you can do your job at home on your computer just as well as you can in the office, so you go in a few days a week, we know, we know that it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are the magic days. That is now the in-office work week. Anywhere. Anywhere. Amazon started that trend. Amazon's like, yeah, we need you to come back in the office. And then the other big companies, you know, you got Jamie Diamond of Chase saying, five days a week, you guys are just bastards for not coming into the office. <laughs> sure, that's going over well. Hey, I want to work at Chase. Oh, no, their telework options are terrible. And agencies are reluctant to share, the GAO said. One official said that their leadership is reluctant to share headquarters space with other agencies because it could lower their perceived standing as a cabinet-level agency, <laughs> Mr. Maroney said. So now we're kind of getting into governmental hierarchy of where you sit within the totem pole. I could give a crap about that. But, you know, if you're a governmental worker, you know the ins and outs of that. Now, we're not going to share space with them. Those guys are bottom rung. I, they're barely even a governmental entity. They're barely even, you know, a division of this. Remember when they were that, you know, that kind of stuff, water cooler talk, right? The GAO measured usage by taking the total amount of square footage available for employee use at an agency's headquarters and then dividing it by the number of people who actually entered the building. Does that include janitors? That include door-to-door -door salesmen? Is there any of that anymore? The study looked at use rates for one week each, each in January, February, and March. It reported results for the 24 agencies broken down into four tiers. At the bottom, averaging just 9% capacity. That, that is, it's <laughs> everybody working from home, let's be honest, were agriculture, social security administration, uh-oh, you guys are slacking. Office of Personnel Management, the SBA, the Department of Housing, and I got HUD in there, and even GSA, the General Services Administration, which acts as the government's chief landlord, 9% capacity. 
nobody's going in. What are they doing when they are going in? He's running around. Hey, let's get some cardio. There's nobody here. Let's run some laps in this bad boy. The second chair included the Education, Transportation, and Veterans Affairs Departments, the EPA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, and the National Science Foundation. They averaged a 16% use rate. Okay, so a little bit better. I don't even know if I've heard of the National Aeronautics and Space Admin. I mean, I'm sure I have, but don't pay any attention. The third tier included the Energy, Labor, Interior, and Health and Human Services Departments, the U.S. Agency for the International Development, and the Defense Department's building at Mark Center in Alexandria, Virginia. They averaged a 23% use rate. All right, so we have covered the top three tiers, and we are so far all the way up to 23%, not even a quarter used. Got some wild stuff. That is some vacancy, right? The six agencies that did the best were the Commerce, Justice, State, Treasury, and Homeland Security Department. We need you guys all in here. We need the security. And the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. They averaged 36% use, but none topped 50% use. Not even half. Barely over a third. Yeah. Yeah. The GAO said several agencies objected to its measurements, saying vacations, illnesses, and other normal ebbs and flows may have affected the study period by how much? A few percentage points. Say it's even, say it's 10%. So we go from the tippy top from 36 to 46%. You're still not even hitting 50%. So those agencies said it made more sense to review use at peak capacity. Why? Just take the average. Just t tell me what it is. I don't want to know what peak is. I don't really care. And what they're saying is, all right, at peak, this is exactly how much max space we need. Let's cut it down to that level. But then what if you bring, what if everybody rushes back? What if everybody just rushes back because they want to work in downtown so much? Let's talk about that for a second. I talk with my good friend, Mike. He works at Amazon. And we joke about how the younger generation just does not want to come into the office anymore. And he goes into the office because it's in South Lake Union. It's in Amazon land in Seattle. And there's a lot of cool stuff there. And it's safe. And it is clean because Amazon has private security out the behind. It's, it's immaculate. It's just, it's, it's, and Amazon just loaded, loads it up with amenities, right? So then you can go to lunch. You can do whatever you want there. So my buddy enjoys going into downtown, but then we are also, and then what we also joke about is that we are old middle-aged men. We're both 50. I'm turning 55 next week. We're middle-aged men and we are brought up. We've got, you know, 25, 30, 35 years between us and each of us working in an office setting. So it's not a big deal for us. But whereas you've got a lot of these kids who maybe worked a couple of years in, in the office and then they're basically told to work from home. And so they may now have more years working from home than working in an office and they don't want to go back. And I get that. I get that. They're more comfortable at home. But there's so much that is missed by working at home. You can't learn as well. Over the internet, you can't learn as well. I don't care what you say. You, you, you want to sit next to somebody. You want to hear somebody's phone calls. That's the way to learn. In my old man opinion, my middle-aged man opinion. 
but that's you know that's kind of where where i'm at the omb agreed that it should develop benchmarks most of the two dozen agencies studied by the gao got a lot of acronyms here don't we didn't provide official responses to the report these they just didn't even get back no it's not going to comment just just put a big zero in there we'll average that in should be fine usaid did respond saying it's been working on the issue that sounds hopeful USAID has reduced its footprint as it saw an opportunity to restructure its portfolio, taking steps to make cost-effective decisions by collecting data on how often employees report to our office. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to read the rest of that because it's crap. But um, the, the thing that I struggle with is, well, you know, if you're a big employer, you get to dictate your terms, right? You get to dictate your terms. You're going to come into the office this many days a week, period. Now, where that breaks down is if a whole bunch of your peer com companies are like, no, nah, it's okay. Work five days a week at home. I mean, if you want to come into the office once a quarter, it's all good. That's where it starts to break down because these people in these industries that are either telecommute heavy, hybrid heavy, rarely go into the office. They can quit their job. And in most markets, right now we're in a little bit of a tech downturn, right? But that'll turn around. You're in kind of an AI expanding market. See a lot of stuff going on in San Francisco where you've got 30, 30, 30%, 33% vacancy rate, 30 million square feet, some number somewhere like that of vacant office space, but you're seeing some pretty big takedowns by some AI companies coming in, and that is your next generation of companies. So how long is the vacant space going to be there? What's the absorption period? Nobody knows because you've got other factors like this, where you've got governmental entities that could probably dump millions and millions of square feet, depending on where they're located, onto the market. It would just be, you know, bloodbath, further bloodbath than what we've already got. But so many of these companies, their employees are like, I don't want to go back into the office and screw those guys. I'm not going in. I'm going to quit and I'm going to re-up and I'm going to get a raise. That's how that whole tech sector works, right? Hey, you want to get a raise? Move every couple of years from company to company. There is zero loyalty. It's give me the biggest signing bonus. Give me the biggest salary. Give me the biggest perks. And let's make this happen. I am all in for working for you for a couple of years until I want to get a raise and then you say no and then I bolt. But in the meantime, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I am your guy. I am your guy. I am here to help you, help me, help you. You know, that whole Jerry Maguire thing. <laughs> It comes down to money, right? It comes down to money. So none of these companies, none of these governmental entities want to be caught with their pants down with this whole perceived, well, we're all going back to the office. We're proving that that is not happening. And it's not happening fast enough at a, at a graduated rate where people are coming back into the office from the standpoint of a big grocery store, the only grocery store in that part of downtown Seattle to say, hey, I think we can, I think we can hold on and make it out of here because that store has only been in business two years. Dos años, not that hard to figure out, right? And they got to shut it down because it is performing so badly that it's a massive cash draw against all their other locations that are doing better because they are not in the downtown core. 
So what was once thought of as a very viable market downtown is now basically the kiss of death. And a lot of that has to do with big companies like Amazon pulling back their office space and going to markets that are closer to where people live because they're telecommuting back and forth. Bellevue, you know, I mean, thousands of Amazon workers are coming here from Seattle because everybody lives over here, live in the burbs. Nobody lives in downtown, relatively, numbers-wise. So that's kind of where we sit. We sit in this, this whole area of, well, maybe we should give up some space. Nah, they, they might come rushing back. Don't really know. Ah, uh, we need some money to make that decision. Ah, uh, we don't have the money. Meanwhile, budgets are just being shrunk, right? Because all those people not in the downtown core, all those businesses not in the downtown core, shrinking values, shrinking tax revenue, governmental entities, budgets, those got cuts got to come from somewhere, right? We need money to analyze this study. We need to get a study go. We need to get a $10 million study going to figure out what we do with all this space other than not release it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. You got to do some kind of study. Somebody's got to make some kind of decision, but that's not really how the governmental entities work, is it? Now they got to go through this big rigmarole because they know they're under scrutiny from the public. You spent 18 million on a toilet. God, that's terrible. (laughs) You see those stories. So it's not really like that, but it's millions and millions of square feet of taxpayer funded office space. We should all go in there and just have a party, right? Hey, you're not using this 90%. Can we just have a dance off? I don't know. Can we, you know, Halloween party, just have Halloween party. Maybe we do a late Halloween party, get some use out of it somehow, right? Get some catering in there, get some bacon wrapped hot dogs. I don't know. Shenanigans could be had, right? All right, that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. We'll catch up on the next one. Bye for now. (laughs) 